for me, the best thing moving forward and the best thing that you could possibly do in regards to your business is just be yourself. Please don't try and be anyone else because there's no one else out there that is exactly like you. And I can definitely speak to this because I'm an identical twin. My whole life, I've been compared to someone who's very much exactly like me in a lot of different ways, a lot of the same ways, but also different as well. So for my whole life, I've been one of two. But if you just be yourself, no one can ever be you. Hi. My name is Kara Myers and welcome to the Travel Business Lounge. Each week I chat with women who have built incredible businesses in the travel and tourism industry. You'll hear their inspirational stories of success. We went from 2,000 a month to about 70, 72,000 a month um, in that span of, of nine years. And struggle. I wish that I could tell you that I pivoted really quickly and like jumped back on my feet and I, I did it and what they learned along the way. Give yourself the grace of knowing that it's not gonna happen overnight and you're gonna make a ton of mistakes. And as long as you learn from them and move forward, that's okay. So grab a coffee, hit subscribe, and get ready to learn and feel inspired. Hello, hello. My name is Kara and welcome back to the Travel Business Lounge, the place where we celebrate and learn from female entrepreneurs in the travel industry. Today's guest is coming with a wealth of knowledge and experience all the way from Australia. We are joined by Steph Myers, who is a travel agent, business owner, course creator, and the host of the popular podcast Unplug in Paradise which is a great one. I think a lot of listeners would enjoy it as well. It's focused on teaching travel agents how to niche down, step out of their comfort zone, and really show up as their true, authentic selves online. And I can't think of a better person than Steph to help guide agents on how to do just that. Steph has an incredible journey, which she shares on the episode today talking about how she got her start over 10 years ago, working in various agencies to becoming an agency owner herself, and eventually deciding to turn her focus more towards teaching other agents, other aspiring travel agents, how to succeed in the industry. And she does that with her course and also through her podcast. This is a great episode to listen to if you've ever struggled with self-doubt or imposter syndrome, or just some of the challenges that come with being a solopreneur and having to stay self-motivated and focused. Steph is super relatable, down to earth, and completely transparent in some of the challenges she's faced in her business and how she's overcome them. Steph also reveals what she's learned over the years now that she's had the experience of being both a travel agent and someone who teaches travel agents and speaks to other agents on her podcast and just in the industry. So she's got a lot of interesting perspectives to bring to the table. She also shares a bunch of great resources, which of course will be linked in the show notes. So be sure to check them out as well. But without further ado, here is Steph Myers of Unplug in Paradise. All right. Hello, Steph. Welcome to the podcast. Excited to have a fellow podcaster here today. Hi, Cara. Thank you. So great to be here and thanks for inviting me on. It's so cool to be tuning into your episode from Australia. 
Yeah, we've had one other guest who was recording or, you know, we had our interview while she was in Australia. She's lived there for seven years, but she's American, but you're our first full Aussie. So welcome. (laughs) Thank you. And I'm really excited to hear your story because you've had such an interesting journey from working as a travel agent yourself to now helping other travel agents get into the business. uh, And of course, running your podcast. You've got a lot of different perspectives to bring, a lot of knowledge to bring. So let's start from the beginning, how you even got into the world of travel. Yes. Okay. So this story I love to tell because it's not a very traditional story. It's not like you just come straight out of the gate out of high school and things just happened. I didn't see travel on the radar for me. I was actually working in a surf shop in my local town and this woman kept coming in and trying on this one dress. And I was trying with my heart and soul to sell this dress to her. And she came in every single day, tried on the exact same dress while she's in the change room. We're having a bit of a chat. And she said, I'm not going to buy this dress, but you should definitely look into going into tourism. I think you would be so good at it. And I asked her, I said, oh, what's tourism? And she said, oh, Google it. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, things turned around a little bit. The surf shop sold and changed owners and they weren't needing any of my assistance anymore. So I thought, okay, let's study. Let's do something else because, yeah, I'd been at the surf shop for quite a number of years and I knew that I didn't want to stay in, you know, clothing and retail and things like that. I wanted to do something different. And I just thought, well, that lady thought I'd be good at tourism. So why don't I do a travel (laughs) diploma? So that's what I did. I dedicated 12 months of my life to studying and I've got my diploma in tourism operations management here in Australia. And yeah, it just kind of took off from there. But this is a girl who has never, ever set foot on an airplane ever before I even did my course. I never traveled. I'd never done anything. (laughs) (laughs) Was it a lack of interest or opportunity or fear or what was preventing that? Yeah, well, I think just my family, like we lived very close by to the beach. We lived in the Byron Shire, which is very close to Byron Bay. And, you know, we lived in paradise. So we didn't really need to leave our backyard because our (laughs) backyard was like, you know, a world-class tourist destination. So when it came to traveling, it was not on the list of things to do. We just really loved playing and staying in our own backyard. And then when the opportunity came to, I definitely made up for it tenfold. (laughs) (laughs) Where was your first trip out of the country? So my first trip out of the country was surprisingly Japan. Wow, nice. Yeah, we got offered some Jetstar for meal fares. It was from the Gold Coast to Japan, so Tokyo return. It was about $218 and that was including luggage. So it was just an insane airfare and it was on their brand new Dreamliner out of the Gold Coast and, yeah, just run amok in Tokyo for 10 days. It was fantastic. Loved it. (laughs) (laughs) That will definitely get you hooked on travel after a trip like that. (laughs) Yes, totally. And then I think only three weeks later after I got home, I went to New Zealand for a whole month traveling two weeks in North Island and two weeks in the South Island. So that was a really cool adventure because I only had $1,000 for the whole month, which is not a lot of money. (laughs) (laughs) Incredible. So you do this course and do you jump 
right into working as a travel agent from there? Or do you have any other jobs in the tourism industry in between? Yeah, no, I didn't. I jumped straight in and did some work experience for a company here in Australia called World Safaris. So they look after surfing trips all around the world for professional surfers and people who like to have like a surfing holiday. So I did some work experience there and then I jumped into the backpacker arena. So it was, they were the only people that would hire me, surprisingly, even though (laughs) I'd been trained in mainstream travel, I suppose because I didn't have that prior experience of actually traveling anywhere. So I started off in backpackers and Cara, like I fell in love like 20,000 times a day. It was backpackers in Byron Bay. You know, you've got everyone from all corners of the globe right there at your fingertips and yeah, just gorgeous people everywhere. (laughs) Incredible, incredible. And how long ago was that now? How long have you worked in tourism? Oh, that was that was back in 2007, 2008. So that was when I first got my first gig in travel. I did backpackers travel for about two years. It started getting quite competitive because, as you know, backpackers travel agencies, they're generally on the same street, if not right next door to each other, and it's hard to compete because there's no really big point of difference between them. And I just felt weird being a local girl kind of standing out the front of the travel agency and touting to people in my own town. And yeah, I don't know, it just kind of, I kind of felt like I was destined for something bigger and better than trying to, I don't know, lasso people off the street, bring them into <laughs> my travel agent so I could send them around Australia. So yeah, it kind of, I grew out of it. it wasn't my scene anymore, but then I got a job in mainstream travel. So that was literally just down the down the road, cruise and travel. And that's when I found my beautiful love and passion for cruise. Cruise. Yeah, I've never taken a cruise, but it's such a popular niche in the industry. What do you love about working with cruises? What's not to love about it? I think <laughs> I think it's safe to say you're missing out there, Cara. It's a, it's a really cool holiday. Hey, like I've I've got a child now, but even before I had my child, cruising such a cool destination base holiday. So it depends on what you like doing. But if you jump on board, you can cruise around. You've got different islands. Here we've got, we're very heavy on the South Pacific. So we've got beautiful little paradise gems right at our fingertips. So this is a really popular trip for us Australians. But like anywhere else in the world, you just wake up to a brand new destination. You unpack once. You don't really need to think about where your next meal's coming from because you know you're just going to be waited on. And to be honest, like your biggest problem is just that the bed sheets on the bed might be a little bit too tight. But yeah, that's about it. <laughs> that's a pretty easy problem to deal with. <laughs> oh, totally. <laughs> Not even an life. issue, really. <laughs> no, life sounds good. Okay, yes. amazing. So you get into the world of cruises and, you know, where are you today? How, where did you go from once you started with that second agency? I grew out of the bubble when I was in Byron Bay. You know, I'd grown up there, I'd lived there, I'd worked there, fell in love there, had broken hearts there, really just need to leave the bubble. So I moved away and moved 700 kilometers away from my hometown to a place where I didn't even know, I'd never even been before, lived there, worked and traveled there, and then I fell pregnant. Then I moved back to the northern end of the New South Wales area here in Australia and started working part-time in another travel agency here post-pregnancy and it was really hard trying to get to work on time because 
lots of things when you have a child outside of your control it's kind of like oh you were five minutes late and for me it was kind of like well I can't help that that's (laughs) beyond beyond me but I just felt like my ideas I started having all these really cool ideas and I just felt like that they weren't being listened and I was working for a bigger company so obviously there was lots of logistics and things like that around people putting like their own ideas across and at that stage I was taking groups of mums away cruising so we could all have experiences and memories at sea with our kids because that suited me. (laughs) I was a single mum with a child so I was attracting other people in the same boat. (laughs) See what I did there? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And um, yeah and we were all having a great time at sea together. So for me I felt like I needed like I could have done this on my own I didn't really need to do this from an agency. So that's what I did. I just, yeah, left one day and I started my own travel agency and I made a promise to myself at the very beginning, Cara, that I wouldn't be a traditional agent and I especially am not now. (laughs) I love that. And so, yeah, tell us about your agency and what makes you not traditional in that sense. Yeah. So I started my agency and I am under a franchise. So my franchise, they all pride themselves on, you know, having a really good personal brand and stuff like that. They have a good brand, but it. Do- I felt like there was a really big disconnect between me and their brand. I never felt a connection with it when I, you know, went into the business. And I just promised myself that I wouldn't be known for their brand, I'll just be known for me because, you know, generally when you are dealing with people and you're selling travel, you've, you're very close to your clients. And I know that I'm quite passionate about mine and they know me. Like I would be in their kitchen at Christmas time helping them make rumbles whilst checking availability for cruises that they can all go on next year. <laughs> like, so I was very much part of a lot of people's lives and families and things like that. So I really loved that and I really wanted to do something else that was quite different and at the time I was listening to a lot of podcasts so I thought well all these people are all being able to have a platform to put across their knowledge and their love for you know all sorts of different things and at the time I was listening to social media because I was frankly pretty crap at it (laughs) (laughs) and I didn't know what to do because I was a brand new small business and I was full of really cool ideas that I thought were really good at the time but yeah, had no direction or anything like that. So I decided to start a podcast and yeah, that was a really hard, crazy, exciting thing to do. But at the very beginning, like I didn't even really have a solid business with solid clients coming in. I just thought, yeah, I'll just start this thinking nothing of it as you do. But um, yeah, it was quite a shock. That's so exciting. So you make this huge pivot in your business to, well, one, start your own business and come at it with a a really different angle. You start the podcast that was about a year and a half ago or so, or when, when, when's the podcast launched? Yeah, I started the pod. So I've had two podcasts. My very first one, I started six months after I started my travel agency. So it was quite fresh. And I remember you know, waiting for a sign to come at me. Okay, I want to do a podcast. And at this time I was working at the same surf shop. This is funny. I was working at the same surf shop that I was just part-time that I that I did when I was a kid. So I kind of like 
did this full-on spiral <laughs> and ended back up where I was initially before I had this epiphany that I would go into travel. So now I'm working back in the same surf shop. And, yeah, I was listening to Spotify and it was full of ads. And there was this ad that came on and it was like, oh, you know, you want to start a podcast? So I'm thinking, oh, my God, this is so weird. So, yes, I did start my podcast and I did quite a few episodes. So Pino Cruises came on board, Club Med came on board. Uh, I did Destination with Sundays. They came on board as well. And it was really fun. Like I enjoyed it. I love sharing stories and things like that. But I just wasn't uh, – I didn't have enough discipline for myself. And then I started letting imposter syndrome take over because I was thinking to myself, oh my gosh, like who the hell would want to listen to me? It was such a, you know, in car, it just fell on its face, to be deadly honest. I, yes, I couldn't stop it. It was just, I was spiraling out of control. I was losing motivation and love for it. I was questioning absolutely everything. It was a lot of work, you know, editing, trying to like get your head around recording and, and just the audio stuff. It just, was such a huge struggle and you keep telling yourself I'm just a travel agent I'm just a travel agent but you're not you're not just a travel agent you're so much more than that but I don't feel like we really put ourselves out there as travel agents to learn different things but this was something that I was really growing <laughs> out of my little mold that we've all put ourselves in in the travel industry so for me it was a huge revelation but I didn't see that at the time I just saw it as a as a slog I was a single mum, had a little boy. It was hard. I didn't have time to kind of dedicate to it as much as I wanted to. And yeah, I left it. I just stopped. I quit. I put down my iPhone because that's what I was recording on <laughs> at the time. I didn't have a microphone. <laughs> it's really hard to, to stay disciplined when you're the only one, to stay disciplined and motivated when you're the only one driving that discipline and motivation is is really, really tough. And I've talked about it on quite a few episodes about how amazing it can be to work for yourself or, you know, run your own projects, how liberating it is, but man, is it difficult. And the self-doubt that comes with that because you don't have other people constantly affirming what you're doing is right and, you know, correct. It's really, really tough. So I totally understand why you would step away from it for a while. Mm, and I think the biggest thing for me was that I was just l listening too hard to those voices and it got to a point where I thought, well, I need to do something. I need to do something about it because I really love that I started this journey and I love that point of difference. And I think at the time I was, I went to a conference, a work conference and people out of the woodwork, like I don't know who these people are, they work for my franchisee or yeah, franchisor, sorry. And they said, oh, you're the girl at the podcast. They saw my name and started like drawing the line between the two. And I said, yeah. And they said, oh, I love your podcast. Oh, I love your podcast. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness, like this is big. Like and or by the end of the conference, by the end of the weekend, I was the podcast girl. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, if only they knew the struggle <laughs> oh. <laughs> of how, how much of my energy and my whole being to get to that point. But I think that was a huge compliment for me at that point in time. And as you probably know, like it's so hard to start off 
and get some sort of, yeah, like you said, you don't have a little personal cheerleader in the background going, <laughs> yay. And I think at the same time, like for me being a travel agent with a podcast, there wasn't any travel agents that I even knew of that had a podcast at the time back in 2019 in Australia anyway. Like I did have a little poke around, but I'm sure there were um, others in the world. But, yeah, I just wasn't familiar with the process or how to even fit it into my marketing strategy. I just had no idea, so I had to create my own path. But And you definitely have, and you've now relaunched, or I guess not relaunched because it's a, a new podcast, but you've launched a new show and it's doing incredibly well. Talk to us about that. Yeah, so back in 2020, the year that everything kind of all went to... so with travel being on hold and clients being quite you know sad and me being quite sad and you know needing something to do so I thought okay this is my revival of the podcast so my favorite podcast host uh, Stevie from Stevie Says Social she put together a podcasting course so I was like yep I'm doing this. So I did it. And it was really good because even though I had taught myself so much of what I needed to do, I still felt like I needed to fill in the gaps on the things that I didn't know. So that's where having a mentor and having a a course to help you fill in those gaps was the best thing that I could have ever done because I did a big launch period. I created all my assets. I lined my interviews up in advance. I was batching podcasts. I had so much more of a strict rhythm with what I was doing in a direction and a purpose and all of those things, all of the things that are important when you have a podcast and things that I didn't do previously. So I felt so much more passionate about what it was that I was doing. And then when I launched, it was crazy. Like this whole launch period, if you've ever launched a digital product, you'd know this whole launch high that you go on. And I was just trying to milk it for as long as it possibly could (laughs) because it's such an insanely good feeling. And yeah, my podcast was up, just skyrocketed the charts, surprisingly. Like I didn't know exactly what the response was because travel was quite in Australia, probably around the world too, but it was almost like a swear word. You couldn't say the (laughs) word travel because people were like, what? It was a... (laughs) It was a sensitive topic, definitely. But uh, yeah, it had a really great response. It was pretty solid up there on the top 10 charts of Apple Podcasts for places and travel in Australia. And it ranked uh, internationally around the world as well. And yeah, it's it was such a just amazing journey. I would, yeah, I would do it all again if I was given the chance. But yeah. <laughs> It was a lot of hard work. <laughs> and it's called Unplug in Paradise. And it's it speaks specifically to travel agents, helping them on their journey to become better travel agents. Tell us some about some of your content, some of your guests. I know you do a combination of solo shows and interviews. Yes, I do a bit of both because I can't decide which one I like better. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to. <laughs> no, that's right. And I think when you're doing a, a solo show, like it sometimes is quite hard speaking to yourself, but I do like bouncing backwards and forwards and having, you know, some really beautiful conversations with guests. So at the moment, my podcast is very heavy on teaching travel agents about how to step out into the digital world and do that in a way that's unique and authentic to them. So I suppose the podcast is a bit of a crossroads. It's about 
destination information. So I love hosting different travel companies and cruise lines and travel bureaus and things like that. And also love having conversations with people who have stepped into their own branding. But I also love speaking to other entrepreneurs in different industries on how their expertise is relevant to the travel industry. So I'm bringing a lot of that in at the moment because I feel like travel agents, we've been asleep for a long time when it came to, you know, the C word. But then even before then, I feel like travel was quite an outdated industry. And I know I can only speak from being here in Australia, and this is just what my years of expertise and career knowledge has has got me to, (laughs) you know, the conclusion that we're quite outdated as an industry. And travel hasn't really done anything to evolve. Like I know travel agents haven't. And I did a series of market research calls at the beginning of last year and it just became really evident that people in the industry were quite stuck when it came to communicating with their clients. And this was such a big shock to me. I had a podcast or have a podcast and I was communicating and being a resource hub for my clients and also my travel agents community And these people were still printing off flyers right in the middle of Sydney. And Sydney's like a huge city in our country and they were still doing mailbox drops. And I was thinking to myself, that is such not a good return on your time or your energy or or your expertise as a travel agent. Like people just grab that and toss it straight in the bin. Well, I know that anything that ends up in my mailbox ends up in the bin. (laughs) So don't put anything in my mailbox. (laughs) But yeah, I just love hosting all sorts of different people with different expertise because it just gives us a little bit more of a broader horizon of things that we can use inside of our business to achieve bigger things than what we've ever been before because, you know, we've got to be prepared. We're moving into this new travel movement now and it's fun. It's exciting, but then on the flip side of that, it's also scary and it's the unknown. And it's, but it's so beautiful, just the whole thing. And we really need to be taking advantage of this time, I think. Absolutely. And I mean, I've got so many questions about what you've learned and, you know, what you have found most valuable throughout this journey from, you know, working for other agencies to starting your own, to launching this podcast, to having the opportunity to interview different people. But I'd just like to know first how your business has pivoted since COVID and and how it's changed in the last year and how you think other travel agents might need to change and adapt to this new climate. Yes, definitely. I found during 2020, I was being asked a lot, by different travel agents, what I was doing with my podcast, what I was doing with my email newsletters and things like that, because I make them really personable. And I know that there was quite a few ladies that I'd helped within my travel agent community, just with building templates and things like that in their email software online. So I thought to myself, okay, and then it started getting quite heavy, like the travel agent inquiry for myself. And I'm thinking, uh, okay, I need to think about this. So at that time, I actually thought travel was going to come back in 2021. So I'd spent like six months designing this travel e-calendar, which do not recommend spending six months creating a lead magnet. Like 
<laughs> way too much time but obviously I had time on my hands right so I created it I launched it and it was so funny because yeah within a couple of days over 100 people had downloaded it but 80 I would say 80 percent of them were travel agents and I thought wow. to myself oh my goodness I didn't I didn't create this for the travel industry I created this for my clients and that's not what it who it attracted. It attracted travel agents instead. And I was thinking to myself, wow, okay, I need to sit down and just give myself a time out. <laughs> I need to think about this more. Like what's what's my messaging? Like what am I putting out there? So, but the thing was, is that I actually was enjoying the fact that I was helping travel agents. And a really big part of me, I think it was, a, it felt uncomfortable for me for about two days I thought, oh my gosh, you know, because that competitiveness, you know, it's always ingrained Mm. in travel agents. We've never been collaborative with our partners. We've always been in competition. So for me, like it took two days for me to really sit in that discomfort and go, okay, cool. So how can I, what can I learn from this? What can I do with this? I feel so uncomfortable having people that are other travel agents, like, are they going to steal my stuff? I just, I didn't like that feeling, but then after a few days, I was thinking to myself, no, this is cool. This is cool that they see me as doing something really different. Uh, so I remember having some really cool conversations with a few agents at the time and and they just said, oh, my gosh, I just wish I could have your brain and think the way you do and do what you're doing because it's having such an impact. And at that time, things were quite still quite negative and being a beacon of that positivity, which <laughs> I still had my hard days too, but just knowing that I was able to bring hope and clarity and a little bit of, yeah, just sharing my journey with them to the forefront, it was it was really helpful and that was really meaningful for me because I was able to just be of service and I missed it because my clients all were not knowing, wanting to know about travel, but agents were wanting to learn about what I was doing. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to put this into a framework. That's incredible. And it's so common, I think, that mindset of viewing other people in your industry as competition, because it's driven into you that, you know, you need to be wary of other competitors in your field. But when you change your perspective and look at them as, you know, potential partnerships, people you can collaborate with, friends, that you can, friendships that you can build, it just totally shifts your whole perspective on things. Yeah, 100% agree. And I don't think there's enough of it in the industry to be truthful. Definitely. So talk to us about the framework that you built, this incredible course that is helping travel agents. Uh, What is it called and what are you teaching? Yeah, so I continued studying with my business mentor, Stevie, and she had this incredible opportunity to accept me inside of her high touch group coaching program called Launchpad. And it is helping uh, service-based businesses create, launch and scale an online course. And it was the perfect add-on because I, after I just started a launch, relaunched my podcast, within a couple of months, I was creating my own digital online course, which wasn't in the script. (laughs) (laughs) Can I just say, but then I thought to myself, okay, well, if travel's out for another 12 months, I can really put my love, heart and soul into this thing. So that's what I have done. I wanted to be a little cog in a big wheel and help the industry get back on its feet because that's what I'm most passionate about. And it's not just for 
client's sake. It's for the industry's sake. So they're all geared up, ready to hit the ground running when the time came, when the skies opened up and the rules and regulations and everything started to lift. So for me, that was really, really important. So I created Travel Agent Runway, which is my signature online course program. It's a 12-month program. So it's has a Facebook group as well. So we've got a community now of almost 30 travel agents in it. So they are now all on their own personal journeys and they come from all walks of life. Hey, and this is what I love about it is that it really does tackle that collaboration over competition, as you were mentioning before. And I love so much that it brings those sorts of masterminds together because as you know, Everyone in travel has their own unique background in travel. So when they arrive to a point where they're thinking, okay, I need to start doing things differently, they've all got different expertise. They've all got different backgrounds. So it's so cool to have everyone come together. But the course predominantly focuses on implementing a lead generation system into your marketing strategy and how to create a personal brand, be well known in the digital space, and also just own your authority in the online world as well. So I feel like this transformation between, and it's it's not really suitable for brick and mortar, but I have got some brick and mortar students in the program and they're, you know, it, it's really good because it's uh, part of that brand building for yourself. Because even though you work in an agency, you're still very much building your own brand because it's your reputation, right? Like even though you're sitting in an agency with lots of other people, you're still very much building your reputation and your client base and things like that based on your expertise. So I feel like that's super important. Like doesn't matter where you are, (laughs) whether you're sitting at home, working from home, or if you're in an agency, like that is just the number one thing that I wish travel agents would specifically spend more time doing because mm. we're not here to just sell. Like that is literally five or 10% of our business is selling and making itineraries and ticketing and all that sorts of thing. Like all the research, like that's 10% of our business, I feel. So the other 90%, like what are we doing with that? It's lost. We're not putting ourselves out there. We're not maintaining our online presence. We're not doing anything with it. So this is where the program comes in. We get rid of all the stuff that wasn't working before. <laughs> We go through and critique our business from like A to Z and then we go through some strategies on how to build our personal brand, how we want it to feel, how do we want it to look, is it a representation of what we want or is it a representation of what you feel will fit in with the the current marketplace. We do lots of market research. We do client research as well. So we interview our clients to see what their feedback is. And yeah, so it's very reflective on where they are right now and working towards the vision of where they want to be, but then also reverse engineering that too. So there's a lot of psychology in it as well, because I'm very passionate about that too. And yeah, just moving into it with a really good mindset. But there's so much to it, like I could talk about it all day. But <laughs> <laughs> Sounds fantastic. And it's so nice to have resources like that that are created by someone who has hands-on experience in the industry. And, you know, now that you're on this other side or, you know, at this new chapter in your journey where you've got that previous experience, you've done the podcast, now you've launched this course and you're teaching other agents, what are some of the biggest lessons that you've learned or, you know, what, what have you seen to be most valuable or effective for a successful 
business. Yeah. Okay. So this one, I would say it feels like it would come easy to you and it should, but it doesn't. So for me, I feel like after many months of just trying to figure out like which direction do I want to go in? What's my purpose in life? The last two years gave us a lot of time to think, I think. So for me, the best thing moving forward and the best thing that you could possibly do in regards to your business is just be yourself. Please don't try and be anyone else because there's no one else out there that is exactly like you. And I can definitely speak to this because I'm an identical twin. My <laughs> whole life, I've been compared to someone who's very much exactly like me in a lot of different ways, a lot of the same ways, but also different as well. So for my whole life, I've been one of two. But if you just be yourself, no one can ever be you. And even though you might be offering the same products, so say if you and I, Cara, we are both cruise specialists, you know, we work on the same street in the same town. We've got the same last name for Christ's sake. Like it's easy for people <laughs> to kind of like get us mixed up, right? So, but the thing is, is that if we both specialize in the same thing, like we're not going to be competing against one another because you've got your clients who love your personality and I've got my clients who love mine. So it's not even a thing. Like I just don't understand why. <laughs> people make it such a thing but <laughs> I don't know but yeah I just I just think if you can just be yourself that is the most unique asset that you could bring to your business for sure absolutely and you do see that um you know so often on Instagram um on social media people who have a personal brand rather than just a cold business seem to be doing so much better it's you it's all about making those connections and when you own your you know, uniqueness, people really seem to find a connection with that. Yeah, that's true. And I was asked recently, because I am also still consulting, and then I've got my students as well, I had another agent ask me how I balance the two. And then we delved into this conversation about the person that wears the different hats in their business. And I I did a bit of a joke and I said, oh, well, I don't even wear hats. I don't like wearing hats. So I don't wear a hat. I just be myself. And it's true because it's something that I've really had to educate my clients about because most of my clients actually know what I'm doing on a day-to-day basis. Like they, we keep in touch. So yeah, I just really manage their expectations by letting them know that yes, I have got my other business now, but it doesn't make them any less important when it comes to their inquiries for travel. So I think it's just letting people know that yes, you are a business, but you're also not their doormat, if that makes sense. (laughs) Like you're not supposed to be at their beck and call 24 hours a day. Like that's not just, that's not what your business model is about. And if that is your business model, like, and if you're not happy with it, well, when you need to change things, you need to think about how you could be, you know, contributing more in way of worth and service for your clients. It doesn't involve you having to be available 24 hours a day. So yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a tricky one, but we'll, we'll navigate the waters. <laughs> <laughs> and I think those are that's such an important message to include. And I think we'll end on that. It's been Steph, it's been a great time talking to you. You have such a bubbly personality and such an interesting story and you've got some great things on offer at the moment. So if people are interested in learning more about you, getting connected with you, either as their travel agent or maybe as their teacher, where is the best place for them to get in touch with you? 
Sure. Well, I think everyone in the whole world is on Instagram. So I am at travel.by.stephanie. I know travel, the original travel by Stephanie was taken. So <laughs> I also have a masterclass, which I'd love for you to come along and check out. You can steal my travel agent runway framework and also learn how you can stand out in the digital world. That is uh, stephaniemyers.academy forward slash masterclass. And yeah, if you've got any questions about Travel Agent Runway or the course, would love to invite you to DM me. That's totally okay. I have my phone next to me majority of the time, as we all do, business owners, right? (laughs) (laughs) Great. Fantastic. Well, Steph, thank you so much and wish you the best of luck. Thank you, Cara. Thanks for having me. 